while this is Palm Sunday and Jesus is a king of peace, I ask you to cast your minds back just a little bit for our gospel lesson today, which is from the 11th chapter of John, verse 17 through 27. When Jesus arrived there, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise in the resurrection of the dead on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. If we were to walk out and head up and down the street shouting our praises like that, who do you think would listen? It's safe to wave our palms here in church, but is anybody willing to go to the corner to walk through Hornbachers? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We might get a quick glance from folks on in the aisles, people in the businesses along the street. We might even get a smile from someone walking by. But I don't think we would have people jumping out of the woodwork to join us on our parade. And that might be because they don't really know who it is we are celebrating. In Lent, we've been following Jesus as he journeys toward Jerusalem both geographically and metaphorically. He's headed toward the great city, and he's headed toward his death. And as people shouted hosannas to him, he was entering like a king. But he didn't look like one. This was the man who spent time with lepers and tax collectors. He was every inch a country hick and peasant. This is the man who was denied by his friends, whom the crowd will accuse, who is an enemy of the establishment. There's really nothing about Jesus, his entry with the poor, his confrontation with authority, his brutal and lonely death that would inspire people to devotion. And so every year someone raises the question of why we celebrate Jesus' praise-filled entrance into Jerusalem on that donkey with all those palm fronds 
And then just a few days later, we turn to his murder. Well, the answer is the most central truth about our faith. For both winning and losing happen all the time, together. And in that complex journey is where we find Jesus, owning all of it with us while defeating it. Today gives us the image of cheering crowds, glad to have their Savior entering the city. But we also know that the cruel images and actions of the powerful who hold on the crowd is coming, that they lock in that hold by use of contempt. This story today about Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem is not a documentary, and it's not fiction. When we read it, it is a confession of faith. It's a confession that we meet our God in both our praise and in our fears. Like Martha, at the death of her brother, we trust in God and yet mourn for the death that is around us. We see our Lord both when we sing and rejoice and when we look to the cross. God comes not in power but in weakness, not in might but vulnerability, not in judgment but in mercy, not in vengeance but in love. Nothing about him conforms to the expectations of a world that has come to believe above all things that might makes right or at the very least that what is mighty is what ends up winning. But the flaw in our way and the way the world tends to think is that evil cannot truly be overthrown with violence. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. This is the day in the church year, in addition to celebrating the hosannas and the entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, we also remember Oscar Romero of El Salvador, who was martyred on this day for daring to tell the poor and oppressed people of his church that God wanted something more for them. This Jesus, humble and vulnerable, died not to make it possible for God to love us, but rather to demonstrate that God already does and that God's love is our only hope. This is Jesus whose story comes to a climax in order that our story might begin anew with hope and promise of a good ending. Who is this Jesus? 
It's not just the question for today, not just the question for Holy Week. This is the question for the ages. And week after week, we answer this question in trust and confidence, raising our voice above the din of the world and culture to speak his name and point to God's redemption. Let us pray. Holy and mighty, holy and immortal, holy and gracious God, we praise you that you have come into our lives as you came into Jerusalem, humble and yet triumphant. We give you thanks that you have entered the darkness of this world to bring a light that cannot be drowned out. You have already given us forgiveness. We ask that you would give us understanding of that, acceptance of that, and that you would send us into this world to share the good news of that forgiveness that you have bought at great price and have given freely. All this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.